Any fool can learn by rote, and this fool, yours truly, has done a powerful lot of it over the years. Phone numbers, bits of poetry, song lyrics, great slabs of Shakespeare. I've absorbed them all by constant repetition until I can virtually see the letters or numbers on a page in my mind's eye. And I believe I'm a better functioning human being as a result. Of course, in education, the practice is frowned on these days. Teachers who are keen to show how progressively they think will recoil in horror from the concept of having something off by heart. They'll say rote learning is mindless. It stifles creativity and dulls the spirit of the person doing it. They'll say it doesn't indicate high-level understanding of a subject and it should be replaced by associative learning, active learning, or some such brow-furrowing concept. And as usual with so-called progressives, they've missed some fundamental points. For one thing, rote learning for many people begins in their preschool years before they even set foot in a classroom. Think of how you learnt nursery rhymes, first numbers or letters of the alphabet if your parents were keen on nurturing you at home. For another thing, education has never been a single technique endeavour. As is pointed out on the website Resilient Educator, and I quote, Rote learning is not an either-or matter, unquote. It shouldn't be replaced or abandoned, it should sit side by side with other, more applied or associative techniques in any curriculum or field of learning. The only time rote learning is wrong is when it's done for its own sake rather than being a means to an end. How is it a means to an end? Well, try this thought experiment. You've never committed anything to rote memory in your life. And now someone's asked you to look something up in a dictionary. Where do you start? Remember, you never learnt your alphabet. You don't know those letters, so you don't know how you could apply them. You can't write or spell. Not having learnt your alphabet, you have no idea where in the dictionary to start looking. And if by some astounding fluke you turn to the right page and put a finger next to the right entry, you still can't read it because you didn't learn your alphabet, etc, etc. Need I go on? I'll bring in my own experiences at this point. As I said at the start, I've learnt a lot of stuff off by heart over the years, and I was lucky enough to begin when I was three or four years old. My mother taught me, by drawn examples and repetition, the names and shapes of the letters of the alphabet, and I had those under my belt before my first day of school. By the time that day came, I could also trot out anything you cared to name from my book of illustrated nursery rhymes. I don't recall either of those learning processes being linked with negative feelings. No displeasure, no listlessness, no dread. I do recall the pleasure of drawing the letters out for myself and enjoying the way the letter M looked like a mitten, so that, for example, I knew what the word mitten started out resembling. Then came primary school for most of the 1960s and the biggest rote learning exercise of those times one's multiplication tables. Now, admittedly, there was a fair amount of mental drudgery involved here. The lower slopes of that learning curve were not fun. But you know what? Some things in education are unavoidably not fun. It's a cold, hard fact, and I trust we can deal with it. Anyway, I remember my own breakthrough in memorising my multiplication tables when I started to hear the syllables in my head like the words of a song or the notes of a tune. 
and suddenly I could trot out any pairing, six, eights, nine, fives, etc., like a bit of lyric, without thinking about them. Without thinking, say the progressives, you've been betrayed by the education system, young fella, me lad. Oh, no, I haven't, I reply. When I left school and started budgeting for living independently, or when I embarked on a university degree in computer science, and on a sheet of paper I would work my way through dry runs of the mathematical programs I was writing, I could do long multiplication and division with a breezy smile and light heart, because in the back of my head I could hear a classroom of alto and treble voices chanting, Hey, twelves and ninety-six, or whatever it was I needed. And that's another byproduct of rote learning, if you do it aloud. When the engraved bit of data pops up for you to retrieve, you also retrieve a little aural time capsule of when the data was being engraved. It's all good mnemonic stuff, and we scorn it at our peril. As Paul Simon once wrote, Preserve your memories, they're all that's left to you. So don't be shy of trying to memorise stuff, because you can't always count on your digital reference devices to be charged up or working. Any fool can learn by rote. I certainly did. And so could you. (laughs) 